0: The Thief of Always by Clive Barker Chapter 19, Dust to Dust Rictus was waiting at the top of the stairs. His smile was sweet. His words were not. You're a murderer now, my little man, he said. Do you like the feel of Mars' blood on your hands? He didn't kill her, Mrs. Griffin said. She was never alive. None of you are. "'What are we, then?' Rictus asked. "'Illusions,' Harvey replied, ushering Mrs. Griffin and her her cat past Rictus to the front door. "'It's all illusions.' "'Rictus followed them, giggling insanely. "'What's so funny?' Harvey said, opening the door to let Mrs. Griffin out into the sun. "'You are,' Rictus replied. "'You think you know everything, but you don't know Mr. Hood.' I will in a little while," said Harvey. "Go and get warm," he told Mrs. Griffin. "I'll be back." "Be careful, child," she said. "I will," he told her. Then closed the door. "You're a strange one," Richter said, his smile failing a little. His face, when his teeth no longer dazzled, was like a mask made of dough—two thumb holes for eyes and a blob for a nose. I could suck out your brains through your ears, he said, all the music gone from his voice. Maybe you could, said Harvey, but you're not going to. How do you know? Because I've got an appointment with your master. He started toward the bottom of the stairs, but before he reached it, a dark figure flitted in front of him. It was Jive, and he was carrying a plate of apple pie and ice cream. It's a long climb, he said. Put something in your stomach first. Harvey looked down at the plate. The pie was golden brown and dusted with sugar. The ice cream melting in a sweet white pool. It certainly looked tempting. Go on, said Jive. You deserve a treat. No, thanks, Harvey told him. Why not? Jive wanted to know, turning full circle on his heel. It's lighter than I am. But I know what it's made of, Harvey said. Apples and cinnamon and no, said Harvey. I know what it's really made of. He looked back at the pie and for a moment it seemed he glimpsed the truth of the thing. The gray dust and ashes from which this illusion was made. You think it's poison, Jive said. Is that it? Maybe, Harvey replied, still staring at the pie. Well, it's not, Jive said, and I'll prove it. Harvey heard Rictus make a warning sound behind him, but Jive didn't catch it. He plunged his fingers into the pie and ice cream and delivered them to his mouth in one swift motion. As he closed his mouth, Rictus said, "'Don't swallow it!' Again, too late. The food went down in one gulp. An instant later, Jive dropped the plate and began to slam his fists against his stomach as if to force the food up again. But instead of half-chewed pie, a cloud of dust issued from between his teeth, then another, then another. Half-blinded, Jive snatched at Harvey's throat. What have you done? He coughed. Harvey had no difficulty shaking himself free. It's all dust, he said. Dirt and dust and ashes, all the food, all the presents, everything. Help me, Jive said, clawing at his mouth. Somebody help me. There's no help for you now, came a solemn voice. Harvey looked around. It was Rictus who had spoken, and he was retreating across the hallway. His hands clamped to his face. He stared at Jive between his fingers, his teeth chattering as he voiced the horrid truth. You shouldn't have eaten that pie, he said. It's reminding your belly of what you're made of. What's that? Jive said. What the boy says, Rick replied. Dirt and ashes. Jive threw back his head, howling, No! at this. But even as he opened his mouth to deny it, the truth came pouring forth. Dry streams of dust that ran from his gullet and flowed over his fingers. It was like a fatal message being passed from one part of his body to another. Touched by the dust, his fingers began to crumble in their turn, and as they dropped, the same whisper of decay spread to his thighs and knees and feet. He started to drop to the ground, but with a final pirouette, swung himself around and grabbed hold of the banister. Save me, he yelled up the stairs. Mr. Hood, can you hear me? Please, please save me. His legs crumbled beneath him now. "'But he refused to give up. "'He started to haul himself up the stairs, "'still yelling for Mr. Hood to heal him. "'There was no reply from the heights of the house, however, "'nor any sound now from Rictus. "'There was only jives, pleas, and wheezings, "'and the hiss of dust as it ran away down the stairs "'from the emptying sack of his body. "'What's going on?' Wendell said, "'appearing from the kitchen with ketchup smeared around his mouth.' He stared at the cloud of dust that hung around the stairs, unable to see the creature at its heart. Harvey was closer to the cloud, however, and so was witness to Jive's last terrible moments. The dying creature reached up with an almost fingerless hand, still hoping, even as its life dripped away, that its creator would come to save it. Then it sank down upon the stairs, and its last pitiful fragments crumbled. Someone been beating the carpets, Window said, as Jive's dust settled. Two down, Harvey murmured to himself. What do you say? Window wanted to know. Before he replied, Harvey glanced around the hallway, looking for Rictus. But Hood's third servant had disappeared. Doesn't matter, Harvey said. Are you done eating? Yeah. Was the food good? Window grinned. Yeah. Harvey shook his head. What does that mean? Wendell asked. Harvey was on the verge of saying, it means you can't help me. It means I have to go up and face Mr. Hood on my own. But what was the use? The house had claimed Wendell entirely. He'd be more of a hindrance than a help in the battle ahead. So instead, he said, Mrs. Griffin's outside. So we found her? We found her. I'll go say hi, Wendell said with a cheery smile good idea Wendell had his hand on the door when he turned and said where will you be but Harvey didn't answer he already climbed past the heap of dust that marked Jive's demise and was nearing the top of the first flight on his way to meet the power that lay waiting in the darkness of the attic